0: Welcome everyone to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday afternoon, 4:39 here on the East Coast. Here to break down the Friday schedule in the MLB, a 15-game schedule, a full schedule compared to what we got here on Thursday. So it'll be a, a little longer pod than we had yesterday, but excited to dive into the games, handicap them, and hopefully find some more winners for you guys and joining me. To break down the Friday schedules, my main man on the East Coast, Dylan Rockford. Dylan, how you doing this uh, Thursday afternoon, my man?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Munaf, good to be with you. Yeah, it's uh, nice over here on the East Coast. We were just talking; it's probably like 75, 76, perfect weather. But good to be with you. Got a lot of games to break down.
0: Yeah, it's hard to uh, the weather starting to warm up, so hopefully uh, that helps all, at least on the baseball field as well to we'll start seeing some more runs being scored. But um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the the winter started. Oh, so the winter's not the winter, but the weather's starting to shift, starting to heat up a little bit. I think across the country here, it's really getting hot down here in Texas, as it usually does in the summertime. And hopefully, uh, with that being said, our picks stay heated and we can heat up a little more with our uh, lock and dog. But we've been touring pretty well throughout the season here. Uh, but like uh, I said, we're here to break down the fifteen game schedule for Friday. Um, Dylan, before we do get into the games, uh, is there anything of note, maybe from yesterday's game, that uh kind of stuck out to you? I know me and uh Noah talked about the no hitter and, and the and uh, the night that the Angels had on Tuesday, but as far as last night, anything that's worth mentioning before we get into the games here?
1: Uh, well, I w- didn't really watch too much yesterday just because I was at the Met game last night. Uh, awful performance to be honest by mcgill only got four outs and the oh, yeah. nationals went all rocked us so it was a bad left in the eighth inning i was just disgusted but it was nice to see us a bounce back but yeah going back to your the no hitter about demris i've read a lot of things about the guy and they said and i read things that maybe he was brought up too early he's not at the mlb level but he's proven a lot of people wrong right now. And I think it's good to see a young guy, especially in Anaheim where they have all this talent with trout and Otani. It's good to see another guy out there performing. Well, I'm happy for the kid.
0: Yeah. Even this afternoon, I was watching the tigers in the A's game and uh, Bo Breeski got the start mm-hmm. for the tigers. He, he got in some trouble early on in that first inning where he did give up two earned runs, but they scored three runs overall to the A's in that first inning. But after that, he was pretty solid for the uh, Detroit Tigers. I think he there was, he finished, I think, through six innings. And I don't think he um, threw more than 15 pitches for those rest of those innings. So it was exciting to watch that. Um, but Michael Fulmer did give up a two-run uh, two bomb in the eighth inning there. Or it was seventh or eighth inning to the A's, and that kind of got him over the top. They got the victory five to three there. But, Yeah. We, we, we talked about, uh, the no hitter, but there's a lot of young, exciting pitchers that are coming up right now. And I think that's going to be something fun to keep an eye on. I think you and Noah do a great job of bringing that kind of perspective and that type of handicap, uh, to the MLB gambling podcast, which, which really helps. And again, going back to last season, Malcolm did a fantastic job as well, finding those up and coming pitchers, um, to us kind of target throughout the season. So hopefully we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, Dylan, let's just dive right into the games here, my man. We got 15 games to get through, so let's just dive right into it. The first game on the schedule, it's going to be a 635 Eastern start between the Cincinnati Reds hosting or not hosting. I'm sorry, in Pittsburgh, uh, take on the Pirates. Uh, currently, the probable pitchers for this game is going to be Tyler Molley for the Cincinnati Reds. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, going to be Mitch Keller. Uh, Looking at the opening lines for this game right now, I am seeing the Cincinnati Reds, a minus 115 favorite. Pittsburgh Pirates, a home underdog at plus 105. Total set at seven and a half with Jews towards the over at minus 120. Looking at the pitching numbers for both of these uh, starting pitchers, Tyler Molly. like I said, not off to a great start. One and four so far this season, a 6.46 ERA, a whip of 1.57. Really um kind of has been lacklustre. He hasn't made it out of the fifth inning in uh any of his starts so far this season. Um he did have the one good start in this in his first start against Atlanta in Atlanta, but other than that, he's given up four, seven, two, three, five. uh, five. And he did face his Pittsburgh Pirates team last week at home. Where he did go five innings in that game, only allowed one hit, but he did give up two home, uh, two earned runs, and that came off a long bomb. Uh, did have six strikeouts in that game. And again, he's really been inconsistent and uh, in getting into trouble about location, and he's walking a lot of guys. So he's had at least two walks in every single one of his starts. He's had three walks issued in three of his last four starts for the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And we kind of go back, Dylan, to last year where we talked about the beginning of the season that Tyler Molly is one of those guys that was really good on the road and really bad at home. And I'm still a little bit early on, but he's been equally bad at home, but now he's uh, really bad on the road as well. So no real consistency right now for him. And then, like I said, on the, on the mound for the uh, Pittsburgh pirates, going to be Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller also is 0 four so far this season. 6.11 ERA, a whip of 1.54. He did face the Cincinnati Reds last week um, in their weekend series last weekend. And he did get roughed up by the Reds. Four and a third innings pitch. He did allow five earned runs uh, off of six hits. Did issue three walks. Um, He's given up at least four earned runs in four uh, four of his six starts so far. So not pretty numbers for these starting pitchers here, Dylan. But what did you kind of see from this game? Uh, for as far as a handicap.
1: Yeah, no play on the side, but I do like the over. I got it at seven. Uh, I set my total at 8.2. The Reds-Bats, I think they've woken up a little bit. I think they're the best over team towards the over 21 and 9. Yep. they hit 10 straight overs. So these two, they've played with each other three times, and they threw they flew over this number every time. So I know, going back to what you were saying about Tyler Molly, I think people are still high on him and still get willing to give him a chance because he was so good last year. But... He and Keller are off, not to, like you said, to the best start. So both have an ERA over six. I think they both give up some runs. At principal alone, I just got to go over here. I think we're going to have nice weather in Pittsburgh, like you said, in the beginning of the show. So I, I like the over here at seven.
0: Yeah, I mean, the only play for this game is over right now. I mean, I think we talked about this yesterday on the pod, uh, and I said I think the Reds had Um, got at least nine runs combined in 14 out of the last 15 games. That's pending with the game today against the Pirates uh, in the uh, series opener. But looking at the numbers for both of these pitchers real some inconsistencies here. I also do like the first five over if you want to throw that in there as well. Maybe go, you know, stack it a little bit. Go first five over and full game over because These bullpens are not that great either. I think they're number 28 and 30th and earned runs allowed by the bullpen. Um, So I got to continue to ride, especially at seven and a half. I don't understand what the books aren't seeing here, if they're not just paying attention, but I think we got to continue taking advantage of that. And again, I'm going to continue riding this Reds over. I've been a real proponent of that um, for uh, for, for this Reds team so far early in the season. You have anything else for this game, Dylan, before we get over to the next one?
1: All I would say is that just be careful. Maybe we're seeing the total at seven, seven and a half, because you do have winds blowing in at around nine miles an hour. So maybe that's why.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Let's get over to the next game of the evening. It is going to be a 640 Eastern start between the Milwaukee Brewers in Miami. Uh, This is going to be a pitcher's duel. Starting pitchers uh, are uh, projected to be Corbin Burns for the Milwaukee Brewers and Pablo Lopez for the Miami Marlins. Looking at the opening line for this game, currently seeing uh, the Brewers minus 140 favorites on the road here with the Miami Marlins plus 130 as home underdogs. Currently seeing the total at six and a half with juice towards the under. Uh, Like I mentioned, Corbin Burns so far this season, he's one in two with a 1.86 ERA, a whip of 0.80. 50 strikeouts already on the season for uh, Corbin Burns. And he's been pretty impressive so far. Um, His last start was against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta, where he did go six innings, only allowed one earned run, two runs overall, allowed six hits, but also had seven strikeouts in that game. And, he, since his first start of the season against the Chicago Cubs, he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in a f- think that's five starts uh, so far. and has two shutout innings, uh, sorry, two shutouts uh, since he's pitched against the San Francisco Giants on April 25th, six and two thirds, two hits allowed, no earned runs. And then also April 13th in Baltimore, where he went seven innings, uh, allowed three hits, but no earned runs. And Pablo Lopez, who's also been fantastic for the Miami Marlins. He's four and one on the season ERA of exactly one, a whip of 0.89 last start. He was absolutely fantastic against the San Diego Padres in San Diego, where he threw eight innings of shutout baseball, five hits, uh, struck out five. He only got had a, his bad outing was against Arizona back on May 2nd, where he did allow three earned runs, four and two thirds innings. But other than that, he's been absolutely fantastic For the Miami Marlins, I'm expecting a pitchers duel duel here between these two squads and these two pitchers, Dylan. But what do you got for this game?
1: Yeah, I agree 100%, especially with the pitchers duel. I actually think uh, Pablo Lopez is the better pitcher right now. Uh, Mm. But I'll keep this one short. This one might be my dog of the day. I did make Burns the favorite, but... I saw opening line of plus one, uh, excuse me, minus one seven. I think that's a little too high, especially the way Pablo Lopez has been dealing this day, uh, this season, excuse me. Mm. He did have a poor outing against the D-backs his last time home, but then he came back and like you said, he had a great performance against the Padres and threw a gem. So Burns, he's great. But he did give up two runs his last outing on the road against the Braves. But the Brewers in general, they've been struggling. They lost four of their last five. And I think the value we're getting here with the better pitcher, in my opinion, in Pablo Lopez, you got to take a shot with the fish here, either on the money line or plus one and a half. I'm probably going to play it both ways. I was yeah. able to get Marlins' money line plus 145 and Marlins plus one and a half at minus 130. So I like either.
0: Yeah, I like that plus one and a half as well. Um... Let me see here on this other book if they have it. But Yeah, now it's up to 140, so you're on the right side there uh, for this game for the Martins. I I do like Pablo Lopez as well in this game. I mean, he's been... He's been great. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The stats are backing it up as well, and you know the Brewers' numbers, at least over the last seven days, as far as their batting stats are going to look good. But that's because they had a series against the Reds, and we know how bad the Reds' pitching has been, both their starting pitching and the and the and their bullpen. Uh, but now you're going up against, you know, a a really good Cy Young worthy, I guess we could say, at least early in the season. Pablo Lopez, who's four and one, like I said, with the ERA of 1.00. And the way that he pitched against that San Diego Padres offense, who has been pretty good this season, um, that kind of tells you where he's at right now and, and he's pitching well and he's in great form. So I do like this pick as well. I'm, I'm going with the Marlins in this game as well. Um, anything else for this game, uh, Dylan, before we get over to the next ni- uh, next game?
1: No, no, I would just add that we've seen enough sample size. People could maybe say, Oh, well, we have to see more with Pablo Lopez, but we've seen over what six, seven starts. So I think we have enough sample size where he's legitimate and he's actually a really good
0: pitch. Yeah. Even last season, he was really good. Um, I'm trying to pull up his 20. Yeah. I mean, he did struggle a little bit on the road last year where he had an ERA of 4.34, but at home last season, his ERA was 2.34. He was 3-3 and uh, overall with his record, but I'm, I'm guessing that he really didn't get the run support in those games. But again, this season, he, he's, he's picked up right where he's left off, at least in the home start. But he's been even better uh, dating back to last season. So, um, yeah, I like it, man. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start between the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals. I'm currently seeing probable pitchers of Framber Valdez, for the Houston Astros and Josiah Gray for the uh, Washington Nationals. Uh, I don't see a line for this game. Let me double check, maybe it updated. No, I don't see a line yet uh, for this game. But we'll still talk through the talk through the pitchers. Maybe we can use Dylan's lines um, and then we'll break it down that way for you guys. But uh Framber Valdez on the mound, like I mentioned, for the Houston Astros. So far this season, he is one and two with a 3.34 ERA, a whip of 1.3 three uh, left-handed thrower he did have a great outing in his last start um, he gave up only two earned runs in six innings did allow nine hits but he was able to get out of the innings against the Detroit Tigers they're not a very good team uh, hitting when the runners in scoring position I think today was a good example of that as well um, he did have seven strikeouts in that last start but he's been pretty consistent the only Bad start he did have was back on April 19th against the LA angels where he did give up six earned runs in four and a third innings um, and did give up four walks uh, with only three strikeouts in that game on the mound for the uh, Washington nationals, Josiah gray, like I mentioned four and two so far this season with a 3.45 ERA, a whip of 1.31 last start against the LA angels in LA. He did give up three earned runs in a five and a third inning. Um, in two previous starts against the Miami Marlins, he did a lot of four earned runs And his first start against Dillon's New York Mets. He did give, also give a four earned runs in four innings, but, um, he's been okay. Uh, this Astros offense looked like they're starting to pick it up. They, they finished their game today where I believe it was, uh, It was postponed, I guess, not postponed, but it was... um, It was, like,
1: suspended.
0: Yeah, it was suspended. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for because of weather. But they got the victory today. They currently are playing right now um, in Washington. No, sorry, in Minnesota. Um, So they'll make the trip over from Minnesota to Washington. Um, Dylan, let me start with this before I get your handicap. Do you think this is a a sticky spot for the Astros with finishing the suspended game, playing another game, and having to travel into Washington?
1: Yeah, I do. I do think it's a tough spot, especially I expect the Astros to open up a big favorite just because of how they play. They're 8-2 in their last 10. They're a good away team. And the Nationals for the most part, they, they have a good. They have a couple good wins and they are hitting the ball really well. But yeah. from what I've seen, if Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz really they don't get their bad swing and the rest of the team kind of fails to uh, pick up and keep it going. So uh i I would imagine this is a tough spot for them, depending on your price I probably would need anywhere as a take the national as a plus one fifty if I could get a plus one fifty I think that'd be a good spot and okay. anything i would say anything over an eight eight and a half i would take the over if okay. it's to nine i would take the under
0: yeah i'm looking i'm trying to pull up there uh just because Astros.
1: The, yeah, Astros, the Astros, just mm-hmm. because the Astros, they have been winning, but they're uh, winning five, nothing three yeah. three, two. They're doing it with their pitching and their defense. Not, mm-hmm. I know they broke out for 11 runs the other day, but besides that, they've been doing it with their fielding and
0: pitching. Yeah. And I think we talked about this on the uh, Monday or, or I think the Tuesday pod where the Astros um, pitching had been doing really, really well uh, for them over their kind of, as they kind of turned around over the last 10 games. And I think that, um, going up against the Nationals, like you said, that if if Soto and and if they get if they can get Nelson Cruz growing, going, um, this uh, the lineup kind of other falls into place there as well. So uh, they didn't really get the bats going today. I know Juan Soto had the meaningless home run in the ninth inning here today. But yeah. um, other than that, the, the offense, at least for today, was a lot lesser. I think they used up all their juice yesterday when Dylan was in attendance to kind of ruin his day. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, this will be uh, – we'll wait for the lines, But, again, like I said, uh, make sure to check our picks over on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, um, and we'll get you our pick for this game as soon as the lines have dropped. Uh, getting over to the next game of the night, it's going to be a 7-10 Eastern start between the Baltimore Orioles and the Detroit Tigers. Probable pitchers for this game for the Baltimore Orioles will be Jordan Lyles, For the Detroit Tigers, it's going to be a left-handed pitcher, Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, Looking at the lines for this game, I'm seeing the Detroit Tigers as a home uh, home favorite, I'm sorry, minus 145 with the Baltimore Orioles a plus 130 on the money line. Currently seeing a total of eight with a little bit of juice towards the under, the run line for this game. Um, Let me see here. do you see a run line for this game dylan i don't see
1: yeah not on win bet but for other books uh detroit minus one and a half is plus 150 for the orioles plus one and a half is minus 156
0: all right there we go um getting into the numbers for the pitchers here jordan lyles two and two so far this season with a 4.05 era a whip of 1.5 he had a pretty good outing in his last start against the Kansas City Royals. He actually went seven and a third inning in that game. Did allow seven hits, um, but only two earned runs. Four runs overall. Uh, he's allowed at least seven hits in four of his six starts so far this season. In three straight games, he's allowed at least seven hits as well. Um, on the mound, like I said, for the Detroit Tigers is going to be Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, like we've said, uh, we're previewing the pause. He's coming over from the Boston Red Sox so far, winless on the season. zero two with a 4.50 ERA, a whip of 1.16 did have a pretty solid outing against the Astros in his last start in Houston, where he went six and two thirds, only allowed one earned run in that game did have eight strikeouts did give up three walks. Um, but prior to that, he had given up at least three earned runs in four of his five starts. Um, has not faced the Baltimore Orioles yet this season. I'm going to pull up his uh, numbers for how he's done against the Baltimore Orioles while Dylan gives us his handicap for this game. Dylan, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I think this is an ugly game here. Right? I don't want any part of either side. Yeah. Um but I have a small lean towards the under both teams are under teams, and they're not scoring a bunch of runs. They're ten and twenty toward the under this season mm-hmm. and even though the Orioles have been on like this nice kind of winning streak, uh they've only done it three three two five uh three six one, four two, like they're just doing it with their pitching their bullpen has actually been really well uh pitched well, so I think uh, I actually would side with the Orioles. I'd pick on Erod a little bit. Uh, I don't think he's that much better. And I would argue Jordan Lyles probably might have a better season right now than Erod. So if you could get a good outing from Jordan Lyles, I think he could keep this game under with their bullpen. Maybe squeak out a 4-2, a 5-2 game and get this game under.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Eduardo uh, Rodriguez's game log against the Orioles. Uh, obviously, when he was with the Red Sox and he actually has won six out of his last seven starts against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. And he hasn't uh, in that span. Um, he's only allowed three earned runs and two starts. Other than that, it's either been shutouts or he's given up one earned run. So. The history is there for uh, Eduardo Rodriguez against the Baltimore Orioles, and he's familiar with that team being in that division for so long, obviously with the Boston Red Sox. Um, So I'll I'll lean here with the Detroit Tigers, but I just still feel like that minus 140 price is a little bit steep, especially with the way the Tigers have been playing as of late. But I do lean with the Tigers. Uh, But at minus 140, I think it's a no bet for me. I think that's, like I said, it's a a little too high for me. Uh, Anything else for this game, uh, Dylan, before we get over to the next one? No, that would be it. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Seattle Mariners heading into New York to take on Dylan's Mets. Uh, It's going to be probable pitchers for this game for the Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez, and then on the mound for the New York Mets. It's going to be Mad Max, Max Scherzer. Looking at the opening lines for this game, I am seeing uh, the Mariners at a plus 185 price with the New York Mets favored minus 205 on their home field. The run line for this game, I am seeing... Uh, I don't... Yeah, there it is. A minus... No, I don't. Do you have one for this game, Dylan? Oh, there it is. Sorry. Minus 1.5, plus 110 for the Mets, plus 1.5, minus 130 for the Seattle Mariners. Um, looking at the pitching stats for both of these starting pitchers, uh, like I mentioned for the, uh, Seattle Mariners going to be Marco Gonzalez, Marco Gonzalez so far this season, um, there we go. Marco Gonzalez. Yeah. One in four so far this season, a 3.91 ERA for him, uh, hasn't been very pretty, um, And I I think that, you know, Dylan's going to give more because this is his team. I want to see how he's doing against left-handed pitching, the offenses, but his last two starts um, they've been okay. Five and a third inning against the Rays in his last start did allow two home runs in that game. Um, Gave up six hits. And then against the Astros back on May 2nd in Houston, he went six innings also allowed three earned runs in that game. Another two home runs in that game as well. Mad Max's uh, resume speaks for himself. Uh, So far, four and one on the season, 2.92 ERA, a whip of 0.95, has 49 strikeouts on the season so far. His last start did come against the Phillies, um, six innings, did allow 10 hits in that game, but only gave up three earned runs. Um, In the prior game against the Phillies, again, in New York, he did go six innings, did allow four earned runs. Um, It seems like the Mets and the Phillies have played a, a lot of games already this season, because three of his starts so far have been uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Phillies. But, Dylan, this year your team. Uh, you have your ace on the mound, Mad, Mad Max. How are you feeling about this game?
1: Yeah, I love I'm getting plus money here at home with Scherzer uh, on the run line. So, I also like his strikeout prop. Whenever it lands, I would expect it to be around eight and a half, nine, probably juice. His two starts at home, he had 9 and 10. And this Mariners team has really has been struggling with their bats. They're 2 and 8 in their last 10. I just think this is a bad spot for them to travel to the Mets. Mets had an early game today. They're going to be well-rested. Their ace is going to be on the mound. A lot of guys on that Mariners team have been struggling, which stinks to see. But you also mentioned the Mets and uh, how they favor against lefties. Not so well. They're 24th in the league. But... I, I would still favor that against Marco Gonzalez, the guy who has gotten pretty hit a lot this season. I think I trust bat, the Mets bats more than I trust the Mariners bats, and we have our ace. So I, I'm going to take the Mets probably first five minus a half. I'll take and I'll take the Mets run line at plus one ten.
0: Yeah, I like that first five call. Uh, that's what's something I was looking at for this game with Mad Max on the mound. Um, and we saw today where the Mets were able to score some runs early. They got two in the first inning. I think they attacked yeah. on one more uh, before the fifth inning. So I think that's a, a good call. Um, I, I do like that first five for the uh, Mets here. And, yeah, being at home um, with Mad Max on the mound, I think this is a good spot for the New York Mets to maybe get a new winning streak going here Um after their loss yesterday, but they did pick up the win win today, so hopefully they can start a new winning streak here. Anything else for this game here, Dylan? No, that'd be it. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back, and then we'll dive into more of these games on the Friday schedule. We're presented by Winbet. Make sure to get down on Win's Winsbet $50 win promotion of $200 where a 50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the Winbet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Wins' own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3 or more leg build-your-own-bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, coming off of the break, let's continue breaking down these games for the schedule tomorrow with the next game on the board. It's going to be a six, 7-10 uh, Eastern start as well. It's going to be the Toronto Blue Jays headed down to Florida to take on the Tampa Bay Rays. Projected start of pitchers for this game for the Toronto Blue Jays is going to be Kevin Gossman. For the Tampa Bay Rays, it's going to be Drew Rasmussen, Um Opening lines for this game over on Win Bet. It's going to be minus 120 road favorites for the t- uh, Toronto Blue Jays, plus 110 home underdogs for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I'm seeing a total of this game at six and a half at minus 115 juice on the over. Um, minus one and a half plus 135 on the run line for the Blue Jays and plus one and a half minus 155 on the run line for the Tampa Bay Rays. Kevin Gossman this season looks like he's kind of picked up where he left off. He was three. He's three and one so far this season. Two point one three ERA with a whip of one. Total number of strikeouts on the season so far is at forty six, and he's really kind of been stellar. He's only given up um, a total of let's see nine earned runs, I believe, over the course of the season. He's only allowed a total of four earned runs in his four starts, which includes two starts where he gave up one. His last start was against the Cleveland guardians where he went six in the third inning allowed six hits. But like I said, only gave up one earned run prior to his start before the guardians. He had at least eight strikeouts in four, um, four straight starts against his opponents. Then on the mound for the Rays, it's going to It's going to be uh drew Rasmussen. Like I said, three and one so far this season, also a really good ERA of 2.89, a whip of below one at point nine six. last start solid against the Seattle Mariners, five innings, five hits allowed, one earned run, did strike out five. And it's pretty similar results in the previous start against the Oakland A's in Oakland. Five innings again, one earned run, did have three strikeouts in that game. Um, And again, he's been pretty consistent here. Dylan, what do you got for this game?
1: Yeah, it's a good pitching matchup here with uh, Gosman and Rasmussen, but I like the total. I was able to snag the opening line of six and a half. I, I went over that. At seven, I still I still like it over. I set my total at 7.3. I think they just went a little low. The Blue Jays, they've gone over this number four of the last five, while the Rays, they've gone over this number three of their last five. Gosman um, he's given up more runs on the road than at home. And I just think with how good these lineups both are, eventually we're going to see some runs, whether it's the bullpen or not. And I just think with how these two teams are going in different directions, uh Tampa winning seven of their last three while uh the Blue Jays are lost three of their last seven, but they're still playing high score games. So mm-hmm. both both totals in their last ten, Blue Jays are six and four towards the over while Tampa Bay is six, three and one. So I think we see over six and a half.
0: Yeah, the number seems does seem a little conservative here. I mean, just based off of the pure numbers that we see from the pitchers here so far. But like we know the offense is eventually gonna come back around for a lot of these teams, right? Because early on, at least in the first month of April uh, during the regular season, it was nothing but unders. I think we're at 60% towards unders, but we know eventually that the books are going to adjust their numbers. And we're seeing that early in May. We're seeing a lot of, you know, six and a halves and sevens. And I think kind of going back over the last years, and Dylan, I think you can probably agree to this, that only time I like saw six and a halves were when it was like Clayton Kershaw versus like Jacob DeGrom, or it was like two ace pitchers Going up against each other, and that's the only time I saw like six and a half numbers. But for us to see a lot more six and a halves, I guess I, and I understand why we're seeing them right now uh, with you know lack of offense and you know quote unquote the baseball being dead and things like that. But at some point, the books are going to have to adjust, and I think we're seeing that right now at six and a halves and seven is being displayed. But. Yeah, I agree with you here. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take a, probably half a unit on the over here because I think these offenses, you're right, are capable of you know breaking out at any point. Uh, I lean slightly towards the Blue Jays as well in this game. Again, Kevin Costman has been pretty stellar so far, and I just expecting this Blue Jays offense. We're all waiting for this offense to kind of explode because it got so much hype at the beginning of the season and they've kind of been lackluster at least over the past several weeks but um i'm leaning towards the blue jays here but do you have anything else for this game dylan
1: yeah i would just add uh i actually i sat behind the bullpen and the guy threw my friend a ball so i felt the ball and Uh i don't know it feels kind of (laughs) different and we kind of made a joke about it we were like look we got a dead ball but I don't know. It just feels kind of different. And I I think you're right. We're going to start to see more overs. But as a regard to the side, I did actually make the, I flipped it. I had the Jays as a minus 115 favorite. So at plus money, I'd have like a small half unit on the Rays.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 720 Eastern. No, sorry. uh, Yeah, 720 Eastern start between the San Diego uh, San Diego Padres I'm sorry headed to Georgia to take on the Atlanta Braves it's gonna be a pitching uh, matchup between you Darvish for the San Diego Padres and Max Fried for the Atlanta Braves um, looking at the opening lines for this game currently seeing the Atlanta Braves a home favorite of minus 135. Uh, the San Diego Padres plus 125 on the money line. Total of seven for the game with juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 150 for the Atlanta Braves and plus one and a half minus 170 for the San Diego Padres. Diving into the pitching stats for both of these probable pitchers. you Darvish, three and one so far on the season, but uh, ERA is a little high at 4.05, a whip of 1.08. He did have a solid outing in his last start against the Miami Marlins, where he did go seven innings in that game and gave up two earned runs. Um, I think that, you know, that ERA is a little inflated because it is um, because of his second start this season in San Francisco, where he did allow nine earned runs in one and two third inning. But since then he's only allowed a total of six earned runs in four starts. And he's been pretty solid for the San Diego Padres, on the other side, like I mentioned, left-handed pitchers, Max Freed. So far this season for him, 4-2 and two with a 2.68 ERA. He has a whip of .84. His last start against uh, the Milwaukee Brewers was, was really solid. He did go seven innings in that matchup where he did give up four hits and only one earned run. The one earned run did come off a uh, solo home run. He did have eight strikeouts in that game. Over his last four starts, he's also allowed only four earned runs um, and he's gone at least six innings in four straight starts and he's gone seven innings in two of his last four starts. So pretty good numbers here for Max Fried. You, Darvish, also looks like he's uh, rounding into form here a little bit. But Dylan, uh, what side are you leading for this game?
1: Yeah, another dog I like. I like the value we're getting here with Darvish. Uh, I did make the Braves a minus 120 with Freed being on the mound, and hopefully money continues to come in so we could get a better number on the Padres. But Darvish hasn't done the best on the road. But one of those starts was his first start of the season against the Giants. And then the other one, I- I'll give him a pass on that against the Pirates. But only three runs. So I don't think it was that terrible. And uh Freed, he hasn't looked the best at either at home. The the Padres. Are a better road team in my opinion. They're the better hitting team, and I think they could keep this one close. I think they're live dogs. So at plus one thirty two, I'm going to be on the Padres here. Yeah,
0: should I should have mentioned that Yu uh, Darvish has has faced the Atlanta Braves this season already. Back on uh, April seventeenth, um, where he went six and two thirds in that inning, gave up only one earned run and four hits. Did have eight strikeouts in that game, and kind of going back to last season, Dylan. Looking at you, Darvish's number against the Braves, um, he was pretty solid in that game too. He only allowed two earned runs um, in five and two thirds innings. So I do like this the the value that we're kind of getting here on the Braves. I'm sorry, on the Padres at plus money at plus one twenty five. Um, I wish that that number on the run line was a little lower, but at minus one seventy, that's something that I definitely cannot get behind for the Padres, but. I think there's definite value here on uh, the money line for the uh, Padres at plus one twenty five. You have anything else for this game, uh, Dylan? Before we get over to the next one.
1: Yeah, I would just say if you want to take the Padres, you and with the one and a half run start, I probably would need at least a minus one fifty, minus one forty five yeah. to take a shot on them.
0: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, minus 170, I think that's a little way too steep for me. Or not a little way too steep, but a way too steep um, yeah. to get behind. But I think, yeah, there's a good chance, especially with the history that you Darvish has against the Braves. And I've already seen this lineup once so far this season. Uh, I think that kind of uh, works into its advantage as well. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 8.05 Eastern start between the Boston Red Sox up in uh, Fort Worth, the Arlington area to take on the Texas Rangers. Uh, Probable pitchers for this game is going to be Nick Bavetta for the Boston Red Sox, Dane Dunning for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the opening line for this game, it's going to be, I do not see one, but let me check another on the universal board here. If I see a line for this game, um, I don't see see one here. Do you see? Do you see one? What do you got?
1: Yeah, I got the Rangers minus one thirty two favorite, Boston plus one twelve underdog, over under at eight and a half juice towards the over.
0: Okay, Um, let's see here. So let's dive into the numbers and we'll break down the game there. Uh, Nick Pavetta, it's it hasn't been pretty. Let's just say that for him so far this season. Uh, he's 0-4 so far with a 6.08 ERA, a 1.61 ERA, uh, sorry, whip. Uh, he did have a great outing in his last start against the Chicago White Sox where he threw six shutout uh, innings, only allowed five hits. But prior to that, uh, he had allowed at least three earned runs in uh, th- four out of the last five starts. Um, he, he started the season giving up at least four earned runs in three straight starts. Last start against the White Sox was the first game where he made it to the sixth inning uh, in his sixth start. So maybe he found some form uh, against the White Sox and maybe he's able to carry that momentum going up against the Texas Rangers. But like I said, on the mound for the Rangers is going to be uh, Dunning. He's one and one so far for the season, 3.38 ERA, a whip of 1.22. His last start, was against the New York Yankees in Yankee Stadium where he was Pretty good. Six innings pitched, only gave up one earned run off of two hits, five strikeouts, um, three straight starts where he's allowed uh, two earned runs or less. And he's gone up against some pretty good offenses in that span. It was Houston, Atlanta and in New York against the against the Yankees. So uh, it's looking pretty good so far from what we saw from compared to last season from Dunning. But what do you think for this game here, Dylan, between the Red Sox and the Rangers?
1: Yeah, as for the side, real quick, I probably would have made the Red Sox a short favorite just because you got to think at some point with their lineup, they got to manage to rally some wins. You just at some point you got to think Cora's going to get the boys going. I do think they're a better offensive team than the Rangers, but Dane Dunning actually has been pretty good at home. He has uh, 17 innings pitched. He's only given up five runs. Struck out 19 batters, only walked three. And like you said, he's he hasn't been the best, especially on the roads. Uh, But he's only given up three, two in his last two outings against Baltimore and Toronto. Mm -hmm. I probably would take a shot on the under eight and a half. You got Royals, they've gone under uh, three of their last five. While Red Sox, they've gone under four of their last five. So I probably would lean under eight and a half, and I probably would lean Red Sox with plus money.
0: Yeah, Pavetta. I mean, going kind of going back to the twenty twenty season, um, and I'm, I'm talking about his away ERA and WHIP here. It was in twenty twenty, it was one point eight, and the WHIP was one point two. Last season in twenty twenty one, three point seven five with a one point one eight WHIP. This season, he has struggled a little bit, but it is so early on. He's just really struggled at Fenway Park for whatever reason. I mean, you know, we could say because of the monster, or you know, maybe it's a hitter's park, but Again, uh, he, he's been pretty solid on the road. I do kind of agree here that these the, the, when we look at the pitchers' names and you know when we people don't dive into dive uh, into the actual box scores and looking at their numbers, I automatically assume it's going to be an over game. But again, with, with uh, like you mentioned with Pavetta, he's he's been really good on the road, and Dunning has kind of found his form, especially at home. So, with the struggling offenses, that maybe not or at least for the Red Sox. I don't trust her both in at all because it happened again last yeah. night where they gave up the two run home run uh, in the bottom of the nine where the Braves walked it off. Um, if you wanted to go an under uh, my, and I'm talking as a Red Sox fan is probably go first five under and mm-hmm. look at it that way. Um, and then um, I, I would, I would take the first five under and I'd probably lean with the Red Sox. Um, And I would really pinch my nose with doing that because until I see this team really find their form on the offensive side um, and that bullpen either get some arms in there or they figure some things out, um, I can't get behind this team right now. So I do agree about the under, but I would probably just say the first five under in this game. Do you have anything else for this game, uh, Dylan?
1: no, I would just say that's a much better call. Take the bullpens out of the equation, and then just have those two starting pitchers who have been good against home and their away a split. So I agree with that.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So first five uh, under for me. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night at eight ten Eastern start. It's going to be the Cleveland Guardians going up to Minnesota to take on the Twins. Projected pitchers for this game is going to be Aaron Savali for the Cleveland Guardians. For the Minnesota Twins, it's going to be Sonny Gray. Uh, opening lines for this game. I am seeing the Twins are a minus 165 favorite with the Cleveland Guardians plus 150 uh as the road underdog here. The total is right now is at eight and a half with juice towards the under at minus 120. Um And the run line for this game, I'm seeing minus one and a half, uh, plus 115 for the Minnesota Twins. Cleveland Guardians on the run line, plus one and a half, minus 135. Um, Looking at the pitching numbers for both of these teams, let's start with Aaron Savali here of the Cleveland Guardians. So far this season, it's not been pretty for him. One and two so far this season, a 9.45 ERA, a whip of 1.70. He's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight starts. Hasn't made it to the sixth inning in any of his starts so far. I mean, he's just struggling. I mean, he's given up a lot of hits. He's given up at least six hits in uh, three straight starts. Dating back to the Yankees on April 24th, he gave up seven hits in three innings Uh, allowed six earned runs he allowed uh seven hits in four innings to the oakland a's also gave up six earned runs in this last start against the toronto blue jays four earned runs in five and two-thirds innings and six hits allowed so not pretty for him did have eight strikeouts against the blue jays and then looking at the other side for um the um give me one i'm sorry yeah sonny gray for the minnesota twins 0 1 so far this season, a 3.48 ERA, a whip of 1.16. His last start was four innings against the Oakland A's. He only allowed two hits, didn't allow any earned runs in that game, seven strikeouts, two walks. Um, and, you know, he's been pretty good so far for the Minnesota Twins. I, I can't uh, deny that for sure. But, Dylan, what are you looking at for this game between the Guardians and the Twins?
1: Yeah, I would make Sonny Gray the favorite. I think they've gone a little too high. Um, yeah. But Savalya, I, I don't know. It, he's just been so up and down. And he started the season not that terrible. But then, mm-hmm. like you said, the last couple of games, he's just been really awful. And I think maybe the reason why you see some of the uh, sometimes they win some of the games that he pitches is just because they're a really great hitting team. Yeah. And I think if they're able to tack on a few runs against Sonny Gray, who let me see at home at home he does pitch better than away as a two point two point zero eight on uh, at home eight innings pitch, two runs. does give up a uh, couple walks. But I think if they're th- uh, the hitting stays with uh, Cleveland, I think and they get into a kind of one of those shootout games. I think they're live dogs, but I probably would need a plus 155, 160 to be on the Indians. But maybe, maybe look over because I I think if Cleveland is able to, you know, shoot out, then I think they're, they're live dogs. They'll be able to keep up with Minnesota who recently they haven't put up that many numbers, that many runs, excuse me, three, zero, four, one, two. So, you know, I, I think if, if they get into a shoot, I, I like Cleveland here or the over.
0: Yeah, every single start so far for uh Savali, um that we've seen at least at least nine runs being scored in every one of them. And I'll just kind of read off the total runs in it's five starts. So last was against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays 11 runs against the A's, a total of 17 runs, against the Yankees 12, against the Giants, nine, and then that first start against the Kansas City Royals, 17 runs. So but they were kind of onto something here uh, against uh, on the over. When I when I see him on the mound, until I see him turn it around, I gotta continue backing the over in his in his um, in his starts. And like you said, if the if the Guardians are able to get a couple runs, maybe you know three i three out of four runs, I think this game could easily get over. I could see a scenario where it's like six four or seven four. There's there's at least ten or more runs being scored in this game. So I'm gonna side with the over. I do think the Twins do win this game, um, but at, like you mentioned, you hit the nail on the head that I just can't get behind a price where it's at minus 165 on the Twins um, for this game. Do you have anything else for this game, Dylan?
1: No, that will be it. Just over and in lean Indians if we could get a better price. Maybe even lean. I don't know about plus one. I, I don't know. Sometimes I have been seeing first five uh, plus one and a half. If you're able to get that and your book offers that, I would jump on that.
0: Yeah, yeah, if your book offers that, definitely I would look out for that for sure. Don't um, so let's do this. Let's take another quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll continue uh, in the schedule for the Friday games in MLB. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper by playing their new over and under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a Built in group chat where I can see and copy my friends pics with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPMLB and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper then use promo code SGPMLB when you deposit. Join SGP and squad to build to bet with the guys. It's sg.pn slash squad. Once again, join the SGPN squad to bet with the guys, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung in the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. It's time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the the promo code SGP. Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning this year. The the performance package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equip with an LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to the new shower routine. Clear your holes and smells the spring air with the weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent Prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaping ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your legs and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Because if you're using your Lawnmower 4.0, you'll also want to get the the plow 2.0 and you got to finish off the grooming w- routine with the plow 2.0 it's a perfect razor and the finest shave on your face because if you're using a lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, <sighs> guys, you're doing it wrong. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscape is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as well as their Sweet Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and so clean this spring. So all you got to do to get 20% off and free shipping is go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right. Coming off of the break, next game on the schedule, it's going to be the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox. It's going to be a 8-10 Eastern start, I believe. Uh, Let me pull that up. Yep. Uh, Probable pitchers on the mound for the New York Yankees will be their ace, Garrett Cole, for the Chicago White Sox. Vince Velasquez on the mound. Um, Opening lines for this game, I am seeing the New York Yankees at minus 160 road favorite. Chicago White Sox plus 145 as the home underdogs. Currently seeing the total of seven and a half with Juice towards the under at minus 120. Looking at the numbers for both of these uh, starters, like I said, Garrett Cole, two and oh so far this season, 2.67 ERA with a whip of 1.12, 37 strikeouts total on the season so far. And he's been pretty solid over his last four starts. He's only allowed a total of three earned runs. Um over his last three starts, he's gone at least six innings in every one of those starts, and he's only allowed one earned run over his last three starts, which has gone for 19 total uh, innings. Uh, he has 25 strikeouts in that span to only four walks, so it seems like either he's doing a great job of hiding, hiding that sticky stuff or he's kind of figured something out with his mechanics, has Garrett Cole uh, on the mound for the Chicago White Sox, Vince Velasquez, like I mentioned, two and two so far this season a three point nine seven ERA with a WHIP of one point three seven. Um, the last two starts have been pretty solid for him as well. He's gone at least five innings in both starts, only allowed seven hits combined, uh, only one earned run in that span combined, eight total strikeouts and two walks. Prior to those two starts, he was a little bit sh- uh, a little shaky did allow five earned runs to the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota and then three earned runs in the second start of the season. But it seems like in at least over his last two starts, uh, he's found some form. He did go up against the Red Sox in his last start where we talked about his offense of the Red Sox has been struggling a little bit, but he was pretty solid against the LA Angels uh, at home back on April 30th. Like I mentioned, he didn't allow any runs in that game and did go almost six innings. But Dylan, what are you looking at for this game between the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox?
1: Yeah, I like both. Uh, Actually, I like the Yankees minus one and a half at plus money. I was able to get a plus 105 here. Both teams coming in hot. Winners of eight of their last 10, both teams. But I think the Yankees have the pitching advantage here with Cole. He's only given up two runs on the road. No home runs. Walks are high, but the White Sox are 30th in the league in walks, so they don't walk a lot. And, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe he's doing a better job of hiding the sticky tack. But <laughs> the Yankees are a much better hitting team than the White Sox, in my opinion. And I think if sure. they're able to get to v- Vince Velasquez at this nice plus price, I think it's worth taking a shot because I think the Yankees could win by two or more runs. So, yeah, Yankees minus one and a half is the play for me.
0: Yeah, Yankees, I mean, the hottest team in baseball right now. And and you can't uh, ignore how many wins they have piled up so far this season. Um, And when you have your ace, Garrett Cole, who early on in the season looked like, you know, it it was going to be a repeat of last year. But over, like we said, over his last three starts, he's really found some form. And I think that's some positive news for Yankees, uh, the Yankees fans and their organization that the amount of money that they are playing Garrett Cole, that, you know, he's starting to look like the pitcher that they did pay him to be. So um, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Yankees in this game as well. Again, the bats are hot for the Yankees. Um, You know, they're playing great baseball coming out of The series against the Blue Jays its going to be a fun series between these two teams all weekend long. But at least for this game on Friday night, I do like the Yankees. uh, And I do agree with you. On the money line, I would throw some on the run line as well, especially at plus money right now. I think by the time um, this number uh, for the run line is probably going to be at even money or maybe even at a minus price uh, Sorry, in the morning on Friday morning. So definitely lock that in as soon as you can. I do like that play for the Yankees, minus one and a half as well. Um, next game of the night, Dylan, we have an eight 15 Eastern start. It's going to be the San Francisco giants traveling to St. Louis to take on the Cardinals on the mound for the San Francisco giants. It's going to be Logan Webb. And I'm seeing Jordan Hicks as the listed starter, for the Cardinals, I know we handicapped Jordan Hicks yesterday. Maybe there was a pitching change. Um, there was. Yeah, Stephen Motts was actually on the mound on Thursday for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. So Jordan Hicks is back on the mound. Uh, he got pushed back against the Giants here. Um, looking at the opening lines for this game, I am seeing the San Francisco Giants actually favored at some minus one twenty on the road here. Cardinals even money at home. Uh, total is at seven and a half with juice towards the over at minus one twenty. Run line: uh, the San Francisco Giants are minus one and a half at plus one thirty five. The St. Louis Cardos plus one and a half minus one fifty five. Uh, looking at the numbers for both of these pitchers, and I'll start by saying this: you know, Logan Webb has been one of those pitchers that has been absolutely fantastic at home for the Giants and um, on the road. And I'll pull his numbers as we kind of talk about him here. Um, hasn't been that impressive to me. And he right now on the season overall, he is four and one with a 3.82 ERA, a whip of 1.39. His last start was against his Cardinals team at home where he did struggle. He gave up five um, hits. Sorry. uh, He gave up four earned runs in five innings off of eight hits. He did have seven strikeouts in that game, but I think what's more important to me is I kind of want to look at the, the splits here for his away games. Um, going back to 2020, 5.4 ERA on the road. 2021 last year, 4.08 on the road. And at home last season, he had a 1.96 ERA at home. Fast forward to this season, Dylan, 2022, five and two, five and 5.23 ERA on the road. At home, 3.24. That whip on the road is at 1.65 for uh, Logan Webb. For the Giants. And like I mentioned, Jordan Hicks on the mound. His last start, they're, they're kind of trying to transition him into that starting rotation, seems like. This is going to be another start for him um, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And in his last start, he did actually go four innings as a starter, but prior to that, he was only going out there for about three innings each. Um, over the course of those starts and on the season overall jordan Hicks is one and two with a 3.78 era Uh, he's allowed at least two earned runs in every single one of those starts um, at least over his last three starts i'm sorry he did face the san francisco giants in his last start where i mentioned that was his longest outing where he did go four and a third allowed two earned runs off of three hits did have five strikeouts in that game but dylan i really like the cardinals here man can you talk me out of it
1: No, I'm going to be same size with you, another home puppy. I think the way Hicks was able to limit the Giants last week, I think they could win this game. I think they're alive, especially the way their bats have come alive at home. The Cardinals are a very good team towards the over – at home, the weather is going to be perfect in the high 80s, perfect conditions. And I think the nail on the coffin is what you alluded to. Uh, Logan Webb is a much different pitcher on the road than at home. So I think the Cardinals are alive here, especially they just beat them uh, in Hicks's last outing. I think they could do it again at home. So give me the Cardinals here.
0: Yeah, I think that's really what the difference is, is that it's a a home and road splits between Logan Webb. And I think that's what's really leading me towards the Cardinals here. And Jordan Hicks, you know, start by start, he's going to get more confidence. Uh, They're letting him go a little bit longer in each of his starts. I do like the Cardinals here. I probably look at Cardinals team total in the first five innings as well. I think that's probably going to come out at two and a half uh, in that game. I think they're going to be able to get to Logan Webb early uh, in this game. Again, like I said, he gave up four earned runs to the Cardinals in his last start in San Francisco, but now going on the road, I think it's a completely different story for Logan Webb, and we just went through the split. So love the Cardinals in the spot. Love the Cardinals first five team total over two and a half. I probably look at the full game too if your if your book says not offer uh, first five team total uh, for these teams. But Dylan, do you have anything else for this game?
1: No, I just agree with everything. I, I think the Cardinals are live and I like the over as
0: well. Yeah, 100%. All right, next game of the night is going to be 840 Eastern Start. It's going to be the Kansas City Royals headed to Coors Field to take on the Rockies. Probable pitchers on the mound here are going to be Zach Grinke for the uh, Kansas City Royals. For the um, Colorado Rockies, I am seeking to meet Kyle Freeland on the mound. Uh, looking at the opening lines for this game is going to be um Colorado Rockies favored at home minus 140 Kansas City Royals plus 120 on the money line uh, over under set at 10 and a half with juice towards the over at minus 115 uh looking at the run line minus one and a half for the rockies is at plus 130 and for the Kansas City Royals plus one and a half minus 150. I'm um, looking at the pitching numbers uh, for both of these starters, starting with the Kansas city Royal Start pitcher, uh, Zach Grinke. 0 and two so far this season, but ERA 2.67 with a whip of 1.10. His last start came against the Baltimore Orioles in five and two third innings. Um, he only allowed two earned runs, but he did allow 10 hits uh, in that game to the, uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. This is going to be his fourth straight road start on the season. His previous three starts have all been on the road I guess, against the White Sox, the Cardinals, and the Baltimore Orioles, where he has been pretty solid on the road. He allowed three to the White Sox, only gave up one to the St. Louis Cardinals and two to these uh, to the Baltimore Orioles. But going into Coors Field, it's a completely different story because we know what Coors Field is as a hitter's ballpark at the least. Um, looking at the numbers for Kyle Freeland, for the Colorado Rockies, um... So far this season, 1-3 with a 3.94 ERA, a left-handed pitcher. Um, in his last start, he went up against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona where he threw six shutout innings, only allowed five hits. Prior to that, he had a start against the Cincinnati Reds on May 1st where he did go seven innings in that start, only allowed one earned run, and he's been pretty solid. I know he got off to two rough starts. Um, at the beginning of his in the beginning of the year in his first two starts against the Dodgers and the Cubs, where he allowed five earned five earned runs each in those starts. But since then, two earned runs, one earned run, one earned run and zero earned runs. So it seems like Kyle Freeland is starting to find some form here for the Colorado Rockies with the amount of money that they did pay him. But um, he has struggled at home over the last three years, obviously being at Coors Field and it being a hitter's ballpark, and we know how many runs can be scored there, but Dylan, what are you looking at for this game, my man?
1: Yeah, the Rockies are back home, like you said, from a pretty long road trip, tough one, actually. They they didn't have a good road trip, but they're back at at home and you know we've talked about it before Munaf uh, I fade the Rockies on the road and at home I like to back them and in this spot against Granke who has been worse on the road than at home Rockies are a great hitting team even though they have been losing their first in the league and batting average sixth in the league and slugging I don't know if they cover the spread but against Granke at minus 135 I think this is good value for a Rocky team at home so I'm just going to continue that trend Rockies at home I'm going to keep backing them
0: yeah, I like it. Again, you hit the nail on the head right there. Fade the Rockies on the road, back them at home. But, you know, give respect to the Rockies. They've been pretty good uh, uh, on the road so far this season. But they're an even better team at home. And I'm going to stick with Carl Freeland and the Rockies at home here. Um, Zach Greinke, again, uh, he, he's he been good throughout his career. Um, but I think this might be a game where the Rockies may be able to get to him here a little bit. But I do side with the Rockies here. Do you have anything on the total here at 10 and a half?
1: Uh, actually I would lean under, I set my total at 10.3. Okay. So, all
0: right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get over to the next game of the night. Three games left here on the schedule, Dylan. Uh, next game of the night is going to be the West coast games. We have a nine forty Eastern start, uh, between the Los Angeles angels going into Oakland to take on the A's, uh, starting pitchers for this game is going to be chase Robert Self-set, if I'm saying that right, um, for the Los Angeles Angels and for the Oakland A's, it's gonna be Dalton Jeffries. Looking at the opening line for both of these, sorry, for this game. Um, the Angels are favored minus 145 on the road here. The Oakland A's a home underdog plus 125. Total is set at seven and a half with juice towards the uh over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half plus one fifteen for the angels. And plus one and a half, minus one thirty-five for the Oakland A's. Uh, looking at the pitchers for this game, let's start with the Angels pitcher here. Um, he this is going to be his first start of the season. I am looking at. Let me make sure. Yeah, this is going to be his first start. He's getting called up from the minor leagues, where he's been pretty solid. He's had five starts down there. Um, only allowed one earned run in for the five star, hasn't allowed more than two in any of the starts so far. I don't have much information about this uh pitcher for the angels. Uh so let me get to the um to Dalton Jeffries for the Oakland A's so far on the season. He is uh one in five. Ooh, not pretty for him. Five five point two two ERA, a whip of one point three three. Last start was his fifth straight loss for the Oakland A's against Minnesota, where he did go five innings, but he did allow four earned runs. He's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight starts. He's allowed five earned runs in two out of the last three starts, and he hasn't made it past the fifth inning in his last three starts. So struggling a little bit, now he's going to have to go up against his uh, LA Angels offense. Uh, Dylan, what do you like for this game between the Angels and the Oakland A's?
1: Yeah, I like the over. I was able to get it at a 7.5. Juice towards the over at minus 120, but I think it's the right side. I set my total at 8.2. The Angels are actually a decent over team on the road, 15 and 16, but they've gone over this number four of their last five games. And the A's, they've been a little better with their bats. They just swept the Tigers. I know there's the Tigers, but... Still, I think it's a good confidence boost, and I think that's just what you need. You need to start seeing some runs, hit the ball, and that gains confidence. And now going up against the Angels, I think they could do that. In the nighttime in Oakland, you start to see with the Marine Marine overlay in Oakland, a lot of balls carry out there. We have winds blowing up to nine miles an hour blowing out. So I think we see some runs here at seven and a half. I just think it's a little low, so I'm going to go over.
0: Yeah, I like the Angels here. Um, again, looking at the numbers for Jeffries, it just hasn't been pretty over his last three starts. And, you know, um, coming with this offense coming in where the Angels are playing really well so far this season, um, I, I just think that this is going to be a tough spot for Jeffries going up against, you know, guys like Otani, Rendon, who's been doing pretty good. And he throw in Mike Trout, uh, Taylor Ward as, as well. So this offense um has been pretty solid so far i do like the team total over for the angels as well i, I think you could get a fine day i'm pretty sure it'll be at four and a half i do like the first five innings team total as well for the angels in this game uh, but i gotta side with the angels here i probably look at the run line for the angels in this game as well so angels everything for me in this game minus one and a half at plus 115 team total over as well um anything else for this game dylan
1: No, I would agree with the team total, especially if you're able to get a four. I set my team total for the Angels around an eight point uh, four point five. So I like it out of four.
0: Yeah, why not? Um, Let's get over to the next game of the night. Two games left on the schedule. It's going to be a 940 Eastern start as well. The Chicago Cubs headed to Arizona to take on the Diamondbacks. Drew Smiley on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Zach Davies on the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Looking at the opening line for this game, um, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a slight home favorite here at minus 115. Total set at eight and a half with juice towards the over at minus 115. Looking at the run line, minus one and a half, plus 155 for the Arizona Diamondbacks and plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Chicago Cubs. Um, Looking at the pitching numbers for both of these uh, pitchers, it's going to be, like I said, Drew Smiley on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. So far on the season, Smiley is one in three with a 3.04 ERA. Um, his last start was against the LA Dodgers, where he went four in the third innings, did allow two earned runs, uh, three runs overall. Uh, four strikeouts in four straight games for him for Drew Smiley, but he hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of his five starts so far this season. Um, he's allowed at least two earned runs in three straight starts here for the Chicago Cubs. Um, and then on the mound, like I said, for the um, the Arizona Dimebacks, I'm sorry, it's going to be Zach Davies, I believe caught up against his former club. I believe he was with the Cubs last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, He is one and one so far on the season with a 3.34 ERA, a whip of 1.21. His last start was against the Rockies at home where he was pretty solid. His last two starts, in fact, he's been pretty good uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, Combined 11 and thirds innings, allowed only six hits, uh, no earned runs, but he did allow two runs on a an error. I remember watching this uh, St. Louis Cardinals game, but Dylan, what do you got for this game between the Cubs and the Diamondbacks?
1: Yeah, just two teams going in different directions. Uh the snakes, they're seven and three, while the Cubs, they're three three and seven in their last ten, ten. And I just think they're the better team right now, the Snakes. And they're doing it with their pitching with guys like Zach Davies, uh, Gallen, Baumgardner at his old age. I I like Zach Davies as well. Last outing against a good Rocky lineup, like I just mentioned, he went six scoreless. So I, I think he continues to roll the Cubs bats they've really died. I remember talking about maybe a week, two weeks ago about Cubs, they were first second in the league in batting average. Now they've dropped all the way down to 14th. So, they've really died. And at home, they're pretty good the Diamondbacks. They're 9 and 9, they're 2 and 1. I mean, small sample size cuz they're not really a favorite a lot, but I was able to get a minus 110 on the Diamondbacks. I'll probably favor them up to a minus 130. I think they they should be a bigger favorite.
0: Yeah, they're in good form right now, like you mentioned. And I think we're going to probably say this on every single podcast until we see their their pitching kind of regress here. But them getting Brett Strom over from the uh, Houston Astros as their pitching coach yeah. has really paid dividends for them. And I think the numbers speak for themselves with all the guys like you just mentioned and their pitching staff who have been really good for them. And I think you got to continue riding that, right? And I think that this is a good spot for them at home going up against Chicago. I do favor the um, Arizona Diamondbacks in this game as well. Cubs, like you mentioned, they've been struggling over the last 10 games. And I just don't trust Drew Smiley. I know he's a left-handed pitcher, and the Diamondbacks have struggled against left-handed pitching, but we saw them get to uh, Jesus Lazardo, who is also a left-handed pitcher for the Miami Marlins. I think they got up, uh, I want to say six or, uh, six, runs, yeah, in six the, runs in the five five innings or six innings, something like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm going I'm to back the Diamondbacks here. I agree with you 100%. you have anything else for this game before we get to the last game of the night?
1: No, I would also lean over as well. I think we could see a high-scoring game.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Last game of the night, it's going to be between the Philadelphia Phillies and the L.A. Dodgers. This is going to be a 10-10 Eastern start. Um, On the mound for the Phillies is going to be Kyle Gibson, and then on the mound for the L.A. Dodgers is going to be Clayton Kershaw. Looking at the opening lines for this game, the LA Dodgers are a a heavy favorite at minus 225 on the money line, plus 185 on the money line for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies, seeing a total of seven and a half with minus 120 juice towards the over. And on the run line, it's minus one and a half, minus 105 for the Dodgers, plus one and a half, minus 115 for the Phillies. Kyle Gibson so far on the season. Pretty good numbers, 3-1 and one so far with a 2.94 ERA, uh, 1.07 whip. Last start did come against the Mets. In fact, his last two starts were against the Mets, where he combined to go 10 in a third inning, allowed eight hits overall, only allowed two earned runs in those two back-to-back starts against the Mets. But he hasn't allowed more than uh, two earned runs over his last three starts. He did allow three to the Colorado Rockies in Colorado, and his, only his lone bad start was the second start um, this season against the Miami Marlins in Miami, where he did give up four earned runs and four and two thirds innings pitch. Chris, looking at his home and road splits here, he has struggled at home over his, uh, sorry, on the road over the last three years. Back in 2020, a 4.89 ERA with a 1.37 whip on the road. Fast forward to 2021, last season, 4.47 on the road with a WHIP of 1.13. Sorry, 1.38. And then so far this season, um, four and 4.2 ERA at, on the road with a 1.53 ERA. So the road uh, numbers are a bit of a concern here for Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Dodgers. It's going to be their future Hall of Famer ace pitcher. Clayton Kershaw, perfect 4-0 so far this season with a whip of 1.80. Sorry, ERA of 1.80, whip of 0.73. His last start was against the Chicago Cubs in Chicago, where he did go seven innings, only allowed five hits, no earned runs. He's he's only allowed one two earned runs over his last three starts, which has been 18 innings. Uh, just been dominant so far this season. Well, the one uh, game he did struggle was against the Atlanta Braves, Uh, He did give up four earned runs in that game uh, off of six hits, which were two home runs in five innings. But other than that, Clayton Kershaw looks really good. Dylan, what do you got for this game, my man?
1: Yeah, this one was a – this probably was one of the toughest games to cap, in my opinion. Uh, I did make Kershaw and the Dodgers favorite, but only a minus 170. I'm seeing it all the way up to a minus 225. That's – that's really big, and I needed plus money to be on the Dodgers' run line. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, plus, plus one-and-a-half at minus 104 for the Phillies is a good deal. I just don't know if I could get behind Gibson. He gives up a lot of runs on the road. Yeah. And Kershaw, as good as he has been um, at home, he hasn't looked the best. Right. I know it's only been two. Starts again, last outing at home against the Tigers, he was good six innings, only gave up one run. But against the Braves, a, another NL East uh, team, he he went five innings, gave up four runs. He did strike out seven. Um, Dodgers, they've got they – they're both top ten in hitting. I'm talking myself into the over because I set my line <laughs> at 7.9. Yeah. And at the opening line of eight, I, I, it was too big. And then now we're getting seven and a half. So I'll pay the juice. I like over seven and a half because I think with these two lineups, at any given day, I think we could break out for a couple runs each. So give me the over seven and a half.
0: Yeah, what's kind of keeping me off of the uh, the Phillies here is Kyle Gibson. If we, if we go back to last season, Kyle Gibson, when he was traded from the Rangers to the uh, Phillies, he did have one start against against this Dodgers team, and it wasn't pretty. He did give up six earned runs and four in four and a third inning off of seven hits. Um, he did have three walks in that game as well. And then back in 2020, when he was with the Texas Rangers, in five innings, he gave up five earned runs uh, in that span. So, I think the struggles are going to continue here for Kyle Gibson against the Dodgers team. You know, you know, a guy. I'm a guy that likes playing totals and things like that. But I think this might be a a game where I probably want to take a look at. I'm kind of talking myself into the Dodgers here at minus one and a half. I know it's at a minus price. Um, but I just feel like that the Dodgers just have Kyle Gibson's number and with the numbers that he has at home, sorry on the road over his last three seasons, including this year where he's been bad, the history that he has against the Dodgers, which has been bad. um, I just think that the, the Dodgers, you know, probably get to him early and often in this game. So I'll lay the juice here. I'll go minus one and a half on the run line with the Dodgers here. I'll take the team total for the Dodgers here as well. If it's at four and a half, this, just the books are making a terrible mistake here on that run on the team. total. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I love this game uh, for the Dodgers here against Kyle Gibson. Uh, Anything else for this game uh, for this game, Dylan?
1: No, I just think it might be a good one. If Gibson is able to hone in and locate and keep the ball down and limit the runs against a good Dodger team, I think we could have a good game, but if he doesn't, I think the the Dodgers are going to smoke him then.
0: Yeah. I agree. 100%. So that was the last game of the night. Uh, for that 15-game schedule. Let's take one last break here, Dylan. We'll come back, and then we'll get into our picks for the Friday night schedule in the MLB. We're also brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep, sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPvanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPvanish makes you virtually invisible online, it's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick, when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break here, let's get in to our lock and dog for this Friday night schedule. Uh, Dylan, I'll let you lead it off here, my man. What do you have for your lock and your dog for the Friday night games?
1: I appreciate that, off. I was going between a total and a first five for my lock, trusting my boys, but I can't I can't not get behind this chain. I'm gonna go over seven. I got it between the Reds and the Pirates. They the Pir- the Reds, they've gone over in 10 straight game. They're 21 and 9 towards the over. Their bats have woken up. And with two bad pitchers on the mound, I think we see a lot of runs. So for my lock, I like Reds, Pirates over seven. If it's at seven and a half, I like that as well. Yeah. And for my dog, we talked about it earlier in the in the um In the podcast, I like the Marlins here. I got it at a plus 145. If it's 150 right now, I like that even better. I think they have the better pitcher, Pablo Lopez, than Corbin Burns. He's great. I love Corbin Burns. But at a minus 165, I think the books haven't adjusted yet. The Brewers, they're struggling. They've lost four of their five. And to disrespect Pablo Lopez and give him this number at home, I got to jump on it. So give me the fish on the money line as my dog of the day.
0: Love it, man. Love those picks. I would honestly take that uh, Reds and Pirates, even if it gets to eight to, by the time do we get to mid-afternoon tomorrow, I still have yeah. over eight. I mean, I think you got a pretty good number there. But currently right now at seven and a half, I think you agree that you would still take the over on that. I would go all the way up to eight if, you, if, you, if you're you know, getting to the pod late and the number has moved. So love that. I do love the uh, Marlins pick there as well. I was considering that as one of my dogs as well. So I'll co-sign that with you. Um. I'm in a giving mood here, and there's some things that I did like when we talked through these games here, uh, Dylan. So I'm going to give out two locks. I'm going to go, my first one, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals on the money line at even money. Um, mm-hmm. Currently on win bet. Let me just make sure on the number here. You can get this at plus 115 uh, for the money line on the Cardinals for, for tomorrow over on win bet, plus 115. You know, I think the books are really not looking at what Logan Webb has done on the road. And then we talked about how he's a fantastic pitcher uh, in San Francisco, but he has ERAs that are above four on the road. And his last start was at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. And now where he did give up four earned runs in that game to the Cardinals, but now traveling on a Friday night into St. Louis um, on the road, I think this is a good spot for the Cardinals. So I'm going to go Cardinals- I'll give that out as my dog because I do see that as that plus 115 number. Um, so St. Louis Cardinals dog um, with Jordan Hicks on the mound, going up against Logan Webb on Friday night for my dog. i uh, sorry for my lock uh, I'm kind of going in reverse here, but let's go with um, I'm going to go with the LA angels on the money line. I even like the run line on this. So uh, currently I'm seeing the Angels over on Winbet as a minus 150 favorite. I uh, do fully really do shop around cuz I see some minus 140s out there uh, for the Angels, but I do like the run line as well. I just think there's a spot where they can, their offense is going to be able to take advantage of Jeffries and we talked about how bad he's been over his last three starts with the amount of runs that he's given up. And again, the Oakland A's, they are traveling from Detroit back to the West Coast, L.A. I think they were at home uh, over this last series, which was against the Rays. So not much of a travel situation for the L.A. Angels going from L.A. to Oakland. Now you have Oakland from going from Detroit back to the West Coast. Um, and I think that's a disadvantage for them uh, uh, as well. So I'll go with the uh, Angels on the run line. They're at minus one and a half. And then I also like the Dodgers team total over one and a, uh, sorry over four and a half for this game against the um, Kyle Gibson led Phillies. And again, we talked about how they've struggled on the road. Uh, has Kyle Gibson, uh, especially the history that he has against the Dodgers as well. So I like that. That I think the Dodgers going to be able to get to him early. I don't see a problem, that with especially with this offense against Gibson, the history against the Dodgers, like I mentioned, where they can't get to five runs. So a uh, couple of picks there. So let me recap it here real quick. I'm going to go with the Angels money line at minus 145. Uh, put a half a unit on uh, the run line at minus one and a half at plus 115. I like the Cardinals um, as my dog. As at plus 115 at home against Logan Webb and the Giants. And then a bonus lock Dodgers team total over four and a half against Kyle Gibson and the Phillies. Dylan, what do you think about that, my man?
1: I like it. I'll actually throw in a bonus lock too. Uh, I was debating uh, between this and the over. I like the Mets first five money line or minus a half. You'll still get it at probably minus. 110, 115 with Scherzer on the mound. I think he dominates Mariners traveling. I think this is a bad spot. And yeah, I, I just think the Mets are going to win first five. They're one of the best teams, besides the, surprisingly, the Diamondbacks' first five. So I like the Mets' first five minus a half as well.
0: Yeah, there we go. So bonus locks, we're in a giving mood here today to end the week uh, between myself and Dylan. I think we did a, a great job of handicapping those games, getting into those numbers for uh, the pitchers and and kind of finding those trends. And even I think those travel situations really do add up. Uh, I know it's so early on in the season, but I think that's something worth mentioning um, on the pause as we kind of handicap these games as well. So that's going to do it for our episode for the Friday games here on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest here before we get out of here and then let the people know where they can find you on social media?
1: Yeah, just, uh, just be patient with us. Uh, it's a long season. Everyone goes through droughts and if they say they don't, I feel like they're lying because it's a long season. Everyone does it. There's steps and flows, but yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at rock 24 with two Ks and make sure you follow the MLB gambling podcast, Twitter page at MLB SGPN. and, and yeah, I give out my plays every day. And on uh, the weekends, I give out some UFC plays as well. So yeah, you guys should check me out there.
0: Yeah, definitely check out Dylan on Twitter. Like he said, definitely check out the, uh, or get and make sure over to the MLB gambling podcast, Twitter account at MLB Noah's uh, Noah is doing an absolutely fantastic job uh, with our Twitter account. It's really growing by the day. And it's really growing our listeners as well. So Give us a follow there uh, at MLB SGPN. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Also, uh, make sure to get over to the website. A lot of great stuff happening there in between the playoffs for the NBA, uh, NHL playoffs as well. Um, and then we're starting up the NFL content as well The season. Before we know it, it's going to be draft season, so a lot of fantasy content happening as well. And then, again, the newest podcast on the um, – sports gambling podcast network the WNBA podcast and I think there was a new podcast that dropped today as well but uh, I'll have to double check that I'll, I'll shout that out next time but thank you guys thank you guys so much for listening to us today we will be back next week in some form or fashion an historic episode it's gonna be episode number 100 for the MLB gambling podcast so definitely look out for that um, so good luck with the, your bets tonight on Friday night as well, and on the weekend. Bet responsibly. We hope to continue to crush it throughout the week and the weekend, and we will be back next week, like I said, for Major League Baseball. Good luck. Let's break these books off and let it ride.